Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hudson family has four kids and two options for a new home. Number one checks a lot of boxes. It's big, close to work. Private tennis court number two was kind of cramped and that whole barn was clearly haunted but it has one gig internet with AT&T fiber so plenty of bandwidth and unlimited data for us to stream 4k movies while Billy games Tina video chats and Andrew and Maddie can do homework HBO Max Good point, Ghost. AT&T Fiber comes with HBO Max included. Looks like the Hudsons are bypassing the commuter's paradise to go with one gig internet with AT&T Fiber. And a fun new guest. Get super fast entertainment grade internet with AT&T Fiber. Now with the limited data included. Find out how to get one gig internet for $49.99 a month for a year. Limited availability in select areas. Call 1-877-ONLY-ATT. Download max typically 940 megabits per second. Speeds not guaranteed. Vary. $10 per month equipment fee applies. Compatible device and online account registration required for HBO Max access. New residential ATT Fiber customers only. Other charges and restrictions apply. Visit att.com slash ATT Fiber for details. Welcome to the Undead Walking Podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Sarah Beth Pollock. guys welcome to another exciting edition of the undead walking podcast i'm your host sarah beth pollock and i am so excited to have you here today because we have a very special guest with um fear the walking dead star karen david now i wanted to um like rod serling would say i wanted to provide a different kind of introduction for today's episode just because if it sounds like you're coming in in the middle of a conversation you're not imagining that um, every time I talk with Karen, it's always such a pleasure. Um, but we tend to talk a lot and this is kind of an excerpt of a conversation that was about, well, I think it went about, I think we went on for about two hours actually. Um, but this is, uh, this particular snippet of conversation covers everything from life and what's going on right now with COVID to, Um, her amazing web series, Tea with Karen, to uh, the Walking Dead panels at Comic-Con at Home, and all the way to season six of The Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, which is coming on October 11th. So you're getting a little bit of everything today, and um, I think it's a really fun conversation. I think you'll enjoy it. And uh, the best part about it is that this is going to be one of many conversations with Karen because she is so lovely to talk to. And, and she said she would love to come back and, and chat with us again. So, um, so as we always say, if you have questions for Karen, 
please feel free to submit them, um, you know, when you're leaving a review on our podcast. And um, that way, when we talk to her the next time, we'll be able to ask those questions and get you some answers. So with that, I am going to um, start the interview. And uh, you can hear that we're coming in on a conversation about life in this real life uh, pandemic. It's kind of like the apocalypse. And um how sometimes art imitates life. So enjoy. Thank you so much for listening. It's so funny because when we talked the last time, we were talking about how we were, it was the early days. So it was like living in like the hopefulness of, of, see, of Fear the Walking Dead, you know, with leaving boxes and, you know, here's some, you know, taking things to your neighbors who need things. And everybody was, was in this, this it, it was a really beautiful thing to see. And now we're kind of getting into the scary part of like, you know, what I think of as like the walking dead where it's like, you know, everybody for themselves and, you know, I'm, I'm going to do what I'm going to do and I don't care. I mean, and that's always been like that juxtaposition between the two shows anyway, that, you know, one is more of like the, the dirt, it, it's so far into the apocalypse that it's more about the mm-hmm. evil side of human nature, I guess. I'm trying oh. to think of a nice way to say it, but you know, it's, it's it's true. It's the yin and the yang. Um, when the pandemic first happened and we started seeing people going straight to the grocery stores and hoarding mm-hmm. and the empty shelves, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is art mimicking mm-hmm. real life. Yeah. Um, and it just, it was so deeply upsetting. You have so many of those that are vulnerable, the elderly that would have to go in at a different slotted time so that they could get the necessities that they needed, like toilet yeah. paper. <laughs> you know, it's it, it was just so, so surreal. You see the best of humanity and then you see the absolute worst as well. But because you and I are hopeful people, so <laughs> Beth, we, we choose to, to hold on to hope. And that's something that, um, my gosh, if anyone was watching uh, season five, they'll know that what we were trying to communicate collectively as a group is so hauntingly prevalent to what is happening now. Yeah. Um, And that, I mean, to see the the fact that there were even people leaving boxes with messages saying, if you need something, take it. And everybody said, you know, nobody would ever do that in the apocalypse. That would never happen. Mm -hmm. And yet it did. That was the first thing that happened. Like it, it, it didn't, you know, yes, people were hoarding, but at the same time, people who had things, tended to share them if they could and you know nope I don't think anybody expected that and I think that was just such a beautiful moment that you know it it still happens to some extent but it's you know it's it's um I that I'll never I will never not be able to think of of how closely those stories followed each other yeah and there's so much joy in giving in helping those in need Mm -hmm. and I think that becomes that becomes more weighted in in the forefronts of our minds as we get older. Mm-hmm. Uh, we begin to, like I said, we begin to to reminisce. We begin to reflect. We we begin to question ourselves and what we want our legacies to be. You know, what do we want our lives to represent, and what do we want to leave behind? Because again this pandemic has been such a harsh painful reminder of of the fragility of life right. that 
it forces you to to reanalyze things and to hit that reset button um which is as painful as it is is such a blessing in disguise that uh what i call a, a sabbatical year of really um kind of doing a spring clean mm -hmm. uh in 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 our minds and our thoughts and the way that we see things learning unlearning um and and growing from this so that we can move forward into a new norm that's going to be much better and more hopeful than where things were in the past you know yeah so um i'm grateful for it but yeah it's been you know, we stopped filming back in March and I've had a lot of time to think and, <laughs> and to feel and all the feels of um, everything from from anger to frustration uh, to feeling useless uh, to, you know, and, and then knowing that um, we should just focus on the things that are within our control that we can do and we are so quick, I find, especially, and, and something that's quite concerning for me with a lot of the younger people, the younger generation, is that they're very quick to put themselves down. They're very quick to say, well, I'm just only one person or I'm not enough. And that needs to change. We live in such a comparative culture. I look at my nephews who are like my own children and it concerns me that you know we didn't i didn't have i think twitter just started when i was finishing high school um but we didn't have that social media culture which look there's wonderful things to it we've seen that can be mm -hmm. done with social media but we've also seen the other side of it right um and this these higher um rates of suicide amongst younger younger um teen teenagers uh young adults um, cyberbullying, all those things really, really deeply concern me. And yeah, um, I feel like uh, my Tea with Karen sessions, I wanted to do that uh, as a means of communicating to my followers who I consider like a community, a community of such wonderful human beings. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I'm very proud of that. And they play a huge part in, in maintaining that positivity and that supportive energy that's within my, my, my pages. But I felt it was just so important to tell them how important it was to focus on their mental wellness and their emotional well-being and the importance of practicing exercises um, that, that give them the emotional stamina to navigate through all of this uncertainty because we're reading so much in the news too um, from all the wellness uh, reports too that there's going to, there is an increasing amount of PST coming out of this especially with younger people so I feel like well if there's something that I can do and I'm not I don't claim to be a therapist I'm not an expert <laughs> you know or anything like that but if there's something that I can do to communicate to my fans that you're not alone, that everything you're feeling, you must honor those feelings mm -hmm. and you must not be afraid to, to, to stare them at the face and acknowledge what they are and then process and let go and try to find a way, you know, like commute, talking about it, talking with your friends, your family, um, 
your mentors, teachers, like just don't go through this alone. Um, and that we're all in this together. And if I could talk about that with dear friends as well, over a cup of tea, <laughs> um, then it, it's just to show that we're all, we're all in this together, but we're very much on equal ground. My mom always says this, she advocates this line so much. She says, we all eat, sleep and poop the same. Uh, it doesn't matter. You know, COVID it is not judgmental at all. It will get anyone. Um, so it, it's just very humbling um, what we've all had to deal with right now. And I think it's just really important that all of us are communicating and coming together and supporting each other. We need that now more than ever. Um, so, so that's why I do my tea with Karen sessions. And if it, if it helps and if it can make them smile or uh, give them sort of some sort of, uh, you know, some comfort and relief to, you know, the, the, harsh realities of what are happening every day, then I, I feel like it's worth it then, then it's worth it. Absolutely. And, you know, it's funny because when you look at, you know, things that, you know, we, we were talking about how, um, you know, Comic-Con was canceled and all of these things are being canceled. But at the same time, I don't think that there could have been anything more perfect than what AMC did by bringing everybody together. You know, you didn't have to be at the event. Everybody could access those panels, but more importantly, like the, the walking dead, the hangout that they did mm -hmm. where it was just fun with friends and, you know, and then, and they've also been doing, you know, I mean, you've, you've been at the forefront with tea with Karen and they had bought, they have bottomless brunch with Coleman, which is uh -huh. lovely. Yeah. And, um, and then Friday night in with the Morgans, which is yeah. another, I mean, it, these things have just become, I, I their entertainment. And I know that, you know, the first instinct was that, you know, these would be created to give people something to do, but they've really transcended the entertainment value to become something even more powerful because they're bringing everybody together and you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to have cable. You don't have to have, you know, you don't have to, you could go to the, well, I guess you can't go to the library, but you know, as long as, <laughs> as long as you can access them, you know, they're available. And, and it's like, if you're alone or you're by yourself, yeah. you can get in and you can see people who mean, you know, who mean so much to you and that you're, you can continue the community, even though we're apart. Yeah. It was, it was such a bag of mixed emotions for me because being new to this universe and reminiscing on my first Comic-Con last season and how exciting and thrilling that was of an experience. And then so looking forward to going this year um and and look it's it's not it's not abnormal to catch yourself reminiscing on what this year should have been mm -hmm. and but saying that as soon as i find myself doing that i'm like whoa whoa, whoa. nope stop there <laughs> <laughs> It's like, but then, you know, my husband or my mom and dad will say, okay, just get it out. Just like, it's like an exorcism. Okay. Well, this is what should have happened. I should have been doing this, 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 this. And I go through this list and then mom's like, okay, do you feel better? No, of course not. And she's like, okay. So you got that out of your system. She said, what can you do now to make this year a year that you will look back on with, with, with pride? knowing that you did something in some small way for not only yourself but helping others those in need um so that you know 
when we're old and gray on a rocking chair, we can look back and say, okay, um, this is what I did. And that could mean anything. I feel that there is also saying that there's also this, this pressure where people feel like, oh, I need to do something. I need to, to, to reach a target or a goal, or I need to be goal oriented and make mm. sure that I, I do something productive. But just even resting, focusing on your mental well-being, your physical health, uh, if that means even binge watching through TV shows that you've never had the chance to do, reading books, that all is feeding into your well-being. And, and, and that's, if, that's so important, if not the most important above all else. Um, I just don't want people to feel that pressure of feeling that they have to like achieve something ginormous during mm -hmm. this quarantine because each and every one of us are different you are your own best friend you know what makes you tick and what what doesn't um we also have we each we each have our fears and it's about trying to find peace with those fears confronting our fears and um and moving beyond that and that's a huge thing a really huge thing to do and should not be underestimated. Absolutely. So, um, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's just so important that we're not too hard on ourselves. Absolutely. So what was it like for you, you know, because you've been, you've been, um, sheltering in place, but you've been talking with all of your, your friends and these tea with Karen's have been so wonderful, but what was it like connecting with other members of the walking dead cast that you probably never would have met otherwise? Cause it's, it, it, I we were talking about it the other day and it, it the shooting schedules would never allow <laughs> for everybody to come together like that. So this was such a neat experience to have people from all over the universe come together. It was so wonderful to be able to see everyone even uh, in Zoom style, so to speak, uh, virtually in their homes, in their sanctuaries where they feel safe. And uh, it's like an unspoken camaraderie, mm -hmm. unspoken form of um, energy that just circulates because you know that each and every person is going through the same thing that you're going through. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, and that doesn't need to be spoken. It's you, th there's something comforting in that. And uh, you only have to look at, you know, the box above you or someone below and, and, <laughs> and, and, and to have a laugh of relief, um, uh, knowing that you're sending each other such good energy and cheering each other on. It's just so wonderful that it's, it's thank goodness it's not all apocalyptic and that we have internet Wi-Fi connection. <laughs> it would have been so much worse. Um, so you find triumphs, you find these little triumphs, you know, um, mm -hmm. you find your gratitude in these, in these moments that we, that we can have. And uh, it's just so magical. I come off when every time that I come off a, a Zoom meeting or a Tea with Karen session or, you know, doing these um, gatherings together with, with cast uh, and crew as well, I, I feel so much better. I feel lighter, you know, because it's just seeing how everyone's doing and just sending so much love saying, okay, I'm here, I see you and I miss <laughs> you. And uh, um, just being able to to reminisce on good times. And I know what's gonna happen. 
because I'm such a I'm such a sop. I find as each year goes by, I become soppier and soppier. It doesn't take much to make me bore my eyes out. And I know that when the day comes when we can actually hug each other, I'm going to cry. And oh, yeah. uh, I and and that 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 feeling of being able to to hug a friend or your parents or your siblings or you know it's 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 such a it's going to be such a, a very deeply emotional moment. And I think even being on set, when we are reunited back together again on set, uh, that's going to be, it's going to be very different to what it was in the past. Um, so there's, I can just see all these sort of different emotions, you know, spinning in our heads um, because we ache for that connection and for that creative connection um so to be back on set will be really something too oh absolutely now it's funny because the first half of or roughly the first half of season six was already filmed before this happened mm -hmm. but do you think that it's going to be a very uh, new regulations aside because that's going to change the way filming takes place obviously but do you think that you and other cast members will approach your roles differently because obviously a big theme going into season six is the fact that everybody's been separated and now we actually are like in another case of art imitating life I know. you know what happened in, at the end of season five it's, it's kind of happened where everybody's in different places and you can't see each other you don't know what's going on save for you know these kinds of, of you know we, we can talk to each other it's a lot different than the show obviously but um do you think that that's going to change? You know, because it's funny how people, I think every panel I've ever been in with the cast, you know, it doesn't matter which cast, but I remember specifically Fear the Walking Dead last year because it was right after those earthquakes. Mm -hmm. And so one of, you know, in every panel, everybody, every press room, everybody said, you know, so you're on the oh, Fear the Walking Dead. So obviously you must have an earthquake kit. And then you know, that became like the question. Because I remember, I remember Alicia Debnam Carey you know, talking about how she kind of was, but she really wasn't, you know, and it might, that's most of us, right? Like, no, we're not usually, we know that it's, we should have an earthquake kit, but not everybody has, you know, like a real one. Mm -hmm. But now, like, now we've had this common shared experience, and it seems like that would really um, change the way you approach playing a character in the middle of an apocalypse, now that we've kind of, it's not so fictitious anymore. Oh, no, it's it's hauntingly real. Um, and of course, there's going to be so much more added, you know, dynamically into um, playing those nuances um, with each of our characters. I think it adds more weight into the isolation of our characters, too, because we're all broken up. Um, look, there's been there's been uh, there's been a lot of uh, pressure on the writers' rooms for every show mm -hmm. um, to somehow either work around COVID without it being sort of this cloud, <laughs> you know, <laughs> hanging over the storylines. You know, the last thing you want is for people to say, well, normally they would be closer together, but they seem awfully further apart or there's not <laughs> as much physical contact, you know, like it's, you don't want that weighted on on a storyline and i i do not envy our writers rooms or any of the writers rooms that are having to navigate through this um and having to possibly change storylines altogether 
um, for some for some shows. So you know that's all going to definitely affect how you know when we come back and 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 reading our scripts because as you know we know nothing <laughs> until, <laughs> until close to the time um just before filming then we we receive our scripts and then we know exactly what's going on so literally i'm out in the dark not knowing what's happening but i told Ian andrew i said um i said it's almost something that as an actor it's kind of tempting to to stay in the unknown because it just adds so much more um weight and dare i say you know anxiety to you know for someone like grace to not know what's happening you know for any of the characters to not know what's happening with the other person and and knowing not knowing if they're alive or what's virginia done like it's it just adds to it so that the actor side of me finds that really thrilling as mm -hmm. as as barbaric as that might sound because uh he's <laughs> probably be like oh hell no i want to know but um but that's something that i want to play into um i think it really will change things up a lot instinctively when we're um when we're in the scenes doing what we have to do so um so yeah i i, I think it will but like I said, it just depends. Our show, fortunately, our show is a show where we can play into a, a, a pandemic, so to speak. I mean, we did see some of that really in season five. That hazmat suit, man oh man, <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with that hazmat suit and that mask. Um, and 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 it was a, it was when it was cold when we were outside. It was really cold. I was so grateful for it, but at the same time when it was really hot, then it would be so unbearable to be in, but the mask would fog up all the time. <laughs> the idea now, and I tease Ian and Andrew is like, okay, put us all back, put us all back in those hazmat suits. <laughs> Everyone in those hazmat suits. It, it, I love it now more than ever. <laughs> the idea of like, I'm like, I'll take it. Give me that mask and uh, I'll take the hazmat suit and the rubber boots and the duct tape and all that. I'll have all of it. I want all of it. Um, but we can play into that, you know, it, it would make sense. You know, mm -hmm. the last season, um, there was that um, radiation spill. Who's to say that it can't come up again, you know, but, yeah. you know, but I don't know. So watch the space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, it, so it's, it's funny because a lot of people, um, I mean, everybody, that hangout with when you were talking with with Lenny about his nickname and then your apocalyptic uh, you know lady <laughs> lady grace of the apocalypse <laughs> and Baron von Momo <laughs> I love that von the von has to be there it can't be Baron Momo it's got to be Baron von Momo yeah absolutely absolutely it's so funny how many people just that was just I remember I was I was on Twitter when you, when that came out and everybody was just like yes yes absolutely yes we need more of that yes <laughs> like, I mean you guys you, the two of you have such a wonderful relationship in real life but <laughs> but it just it lends so much to the story knowing now kind of their connection mm -hmm. in the story as well like to to see Grace and and Morgan in the story so. I mean, in, in real life, I'm the pest. I'm Lenny's pest. You know, 
and uh, Momo. <laughs> um, he 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 is so wonderful and such a joy to work with. I mean, I'm such a huge fan of Lenny's work as an actor, but I'm also a huge fan of Lenny as a human being too. So, um, to be able to share my my storylines with with Lenny uh, and Momo <laughs> is is truly so magical and, and, and wonderful. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, um, you know, I don't know what happens if they'll reunite or not. You know, she, for all Grace knows, she doesn't even know if Morgan's alive or not. No, I don't right. think any of us know really. So. Yeah. No, you know, it's so funny because, uh, when they announced, when we finally announced that he had directed that episode, I could finally say, yes, I was, there. that was the, what I was there for <laughs> because I couldn't say, you know, like it's, these secrets, they just, they eat away at me, Karen. It's just, <clears throat> I don't know how you guys do it. Cause I only had like three secrets. Oh, so I, it's, I'll tell you what, it's like ever since I joined the show, I was telling my manager and my PR rep, I said, I feel so verbally inept um because when i'm speaking i feel like it's going through this filter and then all of a sudden it's like oh you can say this you can say this like i can see it in my mind you know red alert red alert can't say that mm -hmm. so i feel constantly like i'm like navigating like going left no right straight down up like no don't say that you can say this but you can't say that you know there's this, there's all these variables to to one answer and it's like, oh, so I don't feel as eloquent <laughs> any of my interviews since I joined Fear because, and, and, and look, don't get me wrong, I appreciate that it's a show where you don't want to spoil anything because it just right. adds to, um, it adds to the thrill of watching uh, these type of genres of these, mm -hmm. of these shows. So, so I get it. And this is very new for me, but um my gosh, it's it's really thinking about what I'm saying when I'm even now talking with you because there's so much I want to say and spill the beans. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, um, it's 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 so tough, you know. So um, I I completely sympathize with you um, in every way, and I'll apologize now on your podcast to all your lovely listeners and tell them that yes, yes, absolutely, it's been verbally challenging for me in interviews <laughs> since the get-go um, because there's so much I want to say. Believe me, there's so much I, I, I so want to say. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Do you and Lenny get to work out? Um, do you have any input on your characters? Like when you're, now that you, were, were you involved in any of the decisions that led to where you ended up as characters and at the end of season five? You know, so Ian and Andrew, um, they constantly, what I love about them is they're very communicative and um, it's, it's, it's constantly being in communication with each other where um, you, you want to see, you know, you're talking about your arcs and, and certainly we'll have one in the beginning um, before we start filming uh, the new season. And what I love about them is that if I need, if I have an idea um, or I have something that's as, as simple as maybe a different way of seeing grace in her thoughts with a certain line. Um, mm. they're just very open, uh, to, to discussing that because, um, it might actually change up something in a way that they hadn't seen before. Um, but they're really good that way. So 
it's more about they give us our scripts we read them if we have any questions we talk about it um sometimes they'll open it up where we can do one way their way and one way our way if we have an idea so they're really good like that and i think that that's what makes the creative process of playing each of our characters um more fruitful knowing that uh you know if you if you have ideas that you can certainly share them with them and uh sometimes it'll be in alignment with what they're thinking and sometimes it won't and that's okay you know that's kind of a job of, of being an actor is you have to work together as a team um it is very much teamwork um but they're really great and michael satrazimus is so wonderful oh, isn't he just like a star human um and then on top of that an amazing director and producer and again he he's a person that's very open to to trying different takes doing different things and mm -hmm. I, I just love working with him he he brings out the best in each and every one of us um so uh so yeah it's it's very much just as long as you're communicative and if there's something that might not sit well with you um or you're confused or you're not sure it's so nice to know that we can literally pick up the phone or send a quick email and then we can have a quick chat and yeah and then move forward um but for me uh yes there's that creative side and being an actor but there's also the other side too um where i realize you know you have to be integral to the storylines as well and you have to find ways around things sometimes that you might not feel like doing but mm -hmm it all makes sense later on. Right. And sometimes right. they can't tell us that right away, you know? <laughs> so then they're like, oh, that's what they meant by that. I get it. But now I've just kind of learned that just keep yourself open, that just enjoy each moment for what they are and, and trust. Trust that um, whatever spontaneity of what happens in a moment and that, that happens a lot when you're working with such good actors and a great writing team and a great director, that there's something that you can't ever plan or force. It just happens in that moment. And uh, I live for those moments. I mean, that's what I find thrilling of being an actor is to just kind of, maybe it's the Aries in me, <laughs> where I just kind of like, okay, let's do it. Let's just throw ourselves into the deep end and and trust that we're going to to, we're going to be okay. And that something magical is going to happen in, in those moments. And if I've seen anything in the past from filming with the gang on this show, it, it really does. So I just go with it. I go with the flow. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And what, I mean, I marvel at this all the time. Fear has the most amazing cast of, I think, I, I look at other shows and I, but I, I look at specifically what and not even other Walking Dead shows, but just in television in general. What an amazing cast and group of people and the things that everybody's doing from, you know, Coleman with all of his projects and Denai has her projects and, you know, the, the production companies. You just had a major project come out. Fairly weird. There was an announcement about a project you were working on that, you know, everybody has these projects. They're just these fantastic things. And yet you all come together to make this show. It's like, how do you find time to do all? I mean, 
aside from the past few months, obviously. <laughs> we have to kind of put an asterisk on that because now we have plenty of time and plenty of time to dream up all of these new things to do. But I mean, you all do so many amazing things on the show and off, you know, outside of the show. Like it's what a unique cast. It, it's like, so, it's so special. I, first of all, thank you. Um, secondly, it, it always wasn't like that. You know, embark <laughs> on our journeys as actors, we can only hope and pray for the best. But this is the first time I feel like this role was very much a departure from the other things that I've done before in the past. It was very different for me, which is why I needed to do this role because it was, it was sort of graduating to the next step forward. Mm -hmm. Um, and don't get me wrong, all the roles that I've been so lucky and blessed to have played in the past have led up to that moment, to where I am now, to be able to be part of a cast with actors who have been in the business for much longer than I have, um, and have set the bar pretty damn high, um, and, and, and are incredibly inspiring to, to live your best life. And... Mm -hmm. You know, I look at people like Lenny, Coleman, Jenna, I mean, the whole cast, Garrett, each and every one of them, whose work I revere so much um, and so many people look up to. And when I see actors of that caliber, I think, wow, I'm so blessed to be able to learn from them, mm -hmm. to, to work with such talent and to be constantly inspired to to keep dreaming to keep moving forward to keep trying i think whether you're an actor or not no dream is too big or too small it's valid because it comes from you it comes from a place of purity um it's real it's valid it's powerful it's beautiful and there is that tendency where a lot of us tend to just laugh it off. Oh, you know, oh, it's a silly thing, but it's not. Because that magic of where we latch on to an idea or a dream that brings us joy and hope and excitement, there's nothing prefabricated about that. And, okay. and it's having the courage to say, well, why not? I deserve this. People are so afraid to own up to their dreams and to, to go for it, you know, because they think, well, I don't deserve it, but you do. Every single person deserves happiness and joy and, and, and to live their best life because we only have one shot at this. Absolutely. You know, and it highlights with everything that's happening now, right now too, with, with BLM and, and, uh, race inequality and systemic racism you know it, it all circles back to that as well you know that that if we are given an equal platform right from when we're young you know we're at school and and you know in the education system to to allow us to to grow and thrive and to follow through with those dreams that we have can you imagine oh, can yeah. you just imagine how wonderful this world would be it would be inclusive it would be uh, all supportive there'd be there'd be no there wouldn't be as much jealousy because everyone is elevating each other 
and cheering each other on and supporting each other. And um, that's something that I try to really talk about every day through my Tea with Karen or, you know, my social media pages is that, you know, you've got one life and you are in control of where you want to go. Sure, there's other factors that come in that are not in your control, but focus on what you can do. And uh, it starts from your heart. It starts from what your heart desires. Um, and uh, I think it's so, it's so important now more than ever that we are in tune with, with, with what we want and not to be apologetic for it. Um, you can be absolutely the most stellar human being and be kind and say no. <laughs> you know, you can be you can be a wonderful, kind, giving person and have dreams as well. And you don't have to apologize for having those dreams. So being in this cast, I've learned so much on all of that. And I think that's one thing that I love about America is that that whole American dream. When I when my husband and I came here, uh, it's it was a journey. And I know where I started and it was, you know, you go through the ups and downs, the twists and turns, it's all part of your struggle, yeah. <laughs> but, but you, you live and learn. It's that perseverance. It's, it's perseverance and having faith in yourself, no matter what it's keeping a good attitude on your shoulders. It's taking advice from those people who you admire and respect. Uh, it's listening to your mentors. Mm -hmm. It's knowing the difference between criticism and constructive criticism. I think that's a very valuable um, skill to have. And if you can learn from constructive points, usually it's sometimes it's your mentors that give you the hardest time or the ones that take you the most seriously, I've learned. And uh, they, they, they force you, they challenge you, they force you to really think things through. And uh, it might not make sense at the time, but you know, <laughs> it started somewhere. And I've been so blessed to have such good people in my life that that's how it's brought me to where I am now. I'm working on a wonderful show with such esteemed actors and colleagues and, you know, who, who I'm just in complete awe of and um, has given me the inspiration to, uh, to segue into different things. You know, I've always wanted to produce, I, um, which we're doing now with our short film, with the whole festival route, which I'm very excited about. Yes. Um, and then writing, I was always writing before in the past um, but I had that fancy problem when I got my first break here with Gallivant that that just all of a sudden became the fancy problem where I was so busy with acting to lock down and have that regular routine, which, which as you guys know, is very challenging for an actor because you never have a set routine at all with anything. Um, so it's about finding that time to, to, to write and get that done. And then I've been wanting to go back into the studio for a long time to record new music, which I haven't been able to because I've been I've been lucky enough to be really busy. So um, now that we have this quarantine, that's exactly what I'm doing. And I'm loving it. I'm taking classes, I'm taking courses, I'm doing all the things <laughs> that I, I, I couldn't do before that now I'm doing. And I'm trying to, for me, what works for me is trying to do all that and cram it in whilst I can before we go back onto set. So, um, I'm very grateful and, and that all stems from being part of something, being part of a universe that's, that's filled with so many inspiring people, um, both the fandom, both uh, all the people that we work with. It's, uh, it's really, 
it's really challenged me in a wonderful way. Absolutely. God, you're just, you're so wonderful to talk to. I mean, you're just, <laughs> you need to write all of this down. I mean, now that, now that you, I mean, honestly, now that you've, you've, you've done so much with tea with Karen, now you need to have like the, the coffee table book to go along with tea with Karen oh, with all of these little all lessons. The ideas. All of the ideas. <laughs> Careful now, Sarah Beth. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd, I'd buy it. I'd read it. Get some, you'd, get, you'd have a combination of your pictures and your, your words. I mean, you're just, you're just so delightful. And it's, and it's so funny to me because everything that you just said was so beautiful and I'm listening and I'm thinking about grace because you know, here you embody this character who didn't believe that she deserved redemption and didn't think that she'd ever be able to find it. And then at the end of the season, she, you know, talk about this, this gift of hope for the future. Now she's pregnant. I mean, everything that you just said is, is the antithesis of what she thought she was able to do. And it, and yet, it worked. You know, it's, um, it's been such a journey for me as an actor to, to, to join a show which has already established very much its heartbeat and its rhythm. Um, mm. and it's, it's finding your place in that. <laughs> and, and, but that's something that I, I played into that with Grace because she didn't know where her place was anymore. Mm -hmm. She's so lost in the beginning when we meet her and, uh, and so focused to the task at hand and feeling so much remorse of decisions that she, she made uh, so she didn't feel like she deserved any of it. And it was funny because our conversations now of how I've been brought up by my mom, my dad, um, and having such wonderful mentors and teachers in my life telling me otherwise, <laughs> it was like very frustrating. I'm like, there'd be moments I'm reading the script and I'd be like, oh, Grace, wake up, come on girl, you know? But, but I had that, that is Grace's truth. And, mm -hmm. and I have to honor her feelings. And this is going back to what I was saying to all of us that, you know, there are going to be times where we feel down, where we feel low, where we feel fearful. And that's okay. But it's so important to honor those feelings and to acknowledge them. Grace didn't want to do that. She couldn't. It was too painful for her. It's too painful for her because the minute that she opened herself up even a little bit to that pain, it was just too much which explains also why a lot of people we're seeing now during a pandemic, the fear of opening mm -hmm. up is too painful. Right. And that's why there's so many reasons why then they don't want to wear a mask, whether rebellious, whether, you know, there's so much pain there. And, and I empathize even more for those people. I don't want to throw hate on hate. What good is that going to do? Right. I feel even more empathy towards them. And I know, and look, I see how graceful you are on social media when you come across those, you know, naysayers. And, and I'm in constant awe of, of people like you who are able to maintain dignity and grace and be able to carefully segue into these conversations, which are really tricky. Um, and and I, 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 I'm instantly reminded of what my parents always told me growing up. They're like, Karen, you just focus on being the best version of you. 
but also know that there are going to be people out there that won't love you, that won't understand you, that won't get you. Mm -hmm. And no matter what you do to try and explain so that they will like you, that they will accept you, sometimes it just won't happen. Yeah. And I think as a child, that was a, a big heartbreak for me, you know, especially when we're younger, we want to be liked, we want to be loved and accepted by other people. Um, but that was, I learned very quickly when I was, when I was bullied in school. Um, and, and, and part of it was, you know, racial, very much. It was very, it was about, it was racial. And, uh, and the other side was because I was just this awkward, geeky, pimply faced teenager that was very ambitious. And I, that's where I learned my first lessons from my mom and my dad and my teachers that you should never apologize for, for dreaming big and having ambitions. It's a beautiful thing. And Absolutely. don't, don't try to, to, you know, stamp, stamp it down, you know, like celebrate that, you know, and I was never. I'm never a talker where I'm saying, oh, I'm going to do this and this and this and that. I, my parents always told me that, you know, you've got to, you got to walk the talk. If you're going to do the talk, you got to walk that talk and you've got to, you got to let your actions speak. So I, I've, I've just learned so much from those, you know, from growing up and, and, and having such good people around me to guide me. And I know that there are a lot, a lot out there that don't necessarily have that. And I just think it's it's so important to um, I feel that there is a big shift and I'm, and I, do you find that even on social media that there is this shift where especially now that there may be difference of opinions, but people are listening to each other and they're not necessarily like cat fight, you know, on social media. Um, it's it's just like, OK, <laughs> tomato, tomato, you know, exactly. It's, it's, and, and, and I think that's where we have to come back to a place again, where we can walk alongside each other. Um, some things we're going to agree with, some things we're not going to agree on, but what we should agree on is about love, loving each other. And, um, and that's really hard. It's easy to hate. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to hate. It's harder to love. And, you know, I think, I think you're exactly right about that because you know, we, we've, we've talked about this and about, you know, what, what happens on social media sometimes. And before this pandemic started, I think that it was so easy just to, to say something and not worry, you know, if, if it didn't matter what you put out into the universe, because in someone's bubble, you know, the, the people who like to, to, to say things that aren't kind and who, you know, want to just cause problems, like it was easier for them because they had the platform to do that. And now it seems like now there's this sense of, you know, there are other things going on that are way more pressing than trying to stir the pot, trying to cause problems, trying to, because I, I know for me personally, I mean, that was, that's what, got, that's what gets me through is I sit and I, you know, I will think of things like, well, there are people suffering in the world. I, I'm covering, you know, for, for me personally, I would be covering the show from my mom's hospital room and people would be saying things. And I'm like, you know, honestly, there's, there's bigger things happening in the world than a TV show or the, what, you know, like there's, there's bigger things going on. And so that always is in the, in the back of my mind, but now I feel like now there's this universal sense where 
people who used to think that they could just say things are now finding that other people are chiming and saying, you know, this isn't the time, this isn't the place. Let's not do that right now. And, and it's been, it's been a beautiful thing, honestly, like from what, from my perspective, what I've seen of, of what's happened lately is that, you know, there still are areas that are, are always going to be difficult. And I think that's always going to be the case in, you know, there's always something to be said about something because God knows you turn on the news and there's 20 different things that you could complain about. So it's, it's, it's hard to counteract that because social media is such a, a place to go to vent your frustration. But I feel like in terms of people trying to stir the pot, at least in certain areas, and, and I think the one that, that we're talking about is, is one of them where there's far more people now saying, hey, let's not do that right now because there's other stuff to worry about. And I think it's kind of given people perspective that didn't exist before. So it's, it's been nice. I, I want to add to that too. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I love that they're so invested Mm-hmm. And that they care so deeply and passionately oh, absolutely. about our show and the well-being of our show and the future <laughs> of our show. I get it. And change is really hard. Change is change is difficult, you know. I'm um, a cancer. I hate change. Oh, I know. <laughs> My husband's a cancer. How long have you got? Let's talk. But there's so many wonderful things about about you guys too, which I love and adore so much. But I you know, change, change is not as easy for some people as it is for others. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important, um, if anything, that, that, that we have to elevate each other, you know, through these changes. And um, it's, I know you get invested in, and we love our characters. Look, when I joined the show, I had to binge watch very quickly. I only had <laughs> to a turnaround to join and understand this, this universe within fear. Wow. So I, I was like manic. I was like trying to catch up um, on all the past seasons. And I love everything from the start to where it led up to now, because I wouldn't be part of this show if it wasn't for everyone involved from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful to each and every one of them to allow this journey for then for a character like Grace to come in now. Um, and I also recognize and I honor uh, characters from the past that I, I didn't get the wonderful opportunity of, of working with those amazing actors. Oh, yeah. Um, but I'm so grateful because they set the bar and they set the bar high. Mm-hmm. And like I said, joining the show, I've never been more inspired by such a wealth of talent um, that um, you know, I'm really grateful for. But I do understand, you know, we get invested. We feel connected to different characters of the show. We care about them. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. And that's a wonderful really? thing, you know? So of course, you know, if a character goes or gets killed off or something, uh, we hurt, we, we ache we, because we're human beings. We feel, we have this emotional connection. Um, but also know on the other side of things, which is not so glamorous and all that. There's a lot of things behind closed doors that a lot of people don't know. And it's not our place to say of why things have happened. Um, you know, so we just have to keep integral to what we do have. And we have right. to focus on the nucleus of the show, the heartbeat of the show and, and hope for the best. And so, you know, when, when, when you see different people's reactions, it's understandable, absolutely. I think every show goes through that. 
Um, but I think it's really important that we maintain that, that grace and that dignity uh, in, in, yes, let's keep the conversations open, but let's, let's be kind to each other. And as you said, especially in this climate right now, I just feel that um, any, any sense of, um, of harshness or cruelty or, or frivolity, is that, is that a word? Frivolity. Yeah, frivolity, yes. Yes. Um, you know, there's just, there's just no time for that because there are so many other things that are so much more important in the grand scheme of things. Absolutely. Absolutely. So final thing, I mean, you've just, this has just been so much fun. I feel like we're going to have to do this again because I feel like we could just keep going and going and I, I'm thinking, okay. We're <laughs> even recording. I've just got my cup of tea. I got I my chair. I'm all good, love. <laughs> Catching up. It's, I feel like we need to catch up and then we could start, but this has just mm-hmm. been so much fun. But, um, you know, if you, ha- if you had to describe the difference between season five to season six, at least the first part of season six that you've done already, what would you characterize the difference as being? Because that's, that's, I mean, obviously the trailer is just so dark and brutal and it's so tonally different than what we've seen so far. So is how, what would you say about it? How would you sum it up? I think when everyone saw the trailer for season six, they could immediately sense a lot of darkness, isolation, a cold, a coldness brewing um, that kind of permeates right from the first second of the of the trailer right to the end. And I think that is something that is very prevalent is isolation. Everyone is broken and separated as opposed to what we what we did. We came together as a community. Um, as a family in season five, we found each other mm-hmm. and we helped each other. And I think going into season six, there is this sense of loss and division and isolation and feeling helpless in not knowing how each of our family members are doing. Um, and that's a really scary thing. Uh, for Grace, she has a million things running in her mind. <laughs> she never thought in a million years she would be pregnant. Uh, and now having this pregnancy is, is a huge distraction in a way because all she's thinking about is the future. Uh, the future of her baby, the future of her being around for her child, bringing a child into the apocalypse. Is that something she really wants? As a mother, you know, a future mother, does she want no mother? No parent wants that for their child. So it's, it's, it's a sense of feeling so broken and so torn. Something that's supposed to be such a joyous, miraculous milestone happening to a young woman has now possibly become her biggest fear, her biggest nightmare. If she does, um, if she does have the baby and everything goes smoothly, and the baby's not affected by her radiation, that's another thing. <laughs> is is Virginia Virginia gonna take the baby away from her? Who knows? This is this is uh this is someone who whose erratic behavior you 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 just don't know what she'll do from one minute to the next. So she's isolated between, with with her baby bump and and very consumed by those thoughts. 
and has no one else really that she can she can talk to she doesn't she doesn't know if morgan's alive or if he's dead um she doesn't know if any of the rest of the gang are so right. and i'm sure every each each and every one of our characters are, are thinking about each other as well and wondering if they'll ever reunite again so it is very much darker it's almost like what what those naysayers might have been hoping for <laughs> uh, it's, it's like lenny said in in our um our family get together with the gang last week that uh it's gonna take you to a place where <laughs> It's going to be really rattling and um, and the unexpected and it's it's going to be very much an emotional roller coaster. So, yeah, be prepared. <laughs> be prepared. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Karen David from Fear the Walking Dead. Um, as always, she is so much fun to talk to and we're excited to have her back so that we can continue our conversation. Um, there's always something to talk about, especially with the world of the Walking Dead universe and everything that's coming up in Fear the Walking Dead season six. Um, if you like the podcast, we would love to hear from you. Leave us a message on social media. Leave us reviews on all of the um, the places that you get your podcasts. Um, right now, we're available on iTunes, Spotify, CastBox, Deezer, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, and Geo7. And we will be coming soon to iHeartRadio Media uh, Podcast and to Google Podcasts. So we are just continually growing and we appreciate your support. So, um, you know, make sure you leave a review, leave us questions, and we will try to answer those on a future episode of the podcast. So for now, thank you so much for listening. And as always, stay safe, wash your hands, and watch out for those walkers. Hudson family has four kids and two options for a new home. Number one checks a lot of boxes. It's big, close to work. Private tennis court. Number two was kind of cramped, and that old barn was clearly haunted. But it has one gig internet with AT&T fiber, so plenty of bandwidth and unlimited data for us to stream 4K movies while Billy games. Tina video chats, and Andrew and Maddie can do homework. HBO Max. Good point, Ghost. AT&T Fiber comes with HBO Max included. Looks like the Hudsons are bypassing the commuter's paradise to go with one gig internet with AT&T Fiber. And a fun new guest. Get super fast, entertainment-grade internet with AT&T Fiber. Now with the limited data included. Find out how to get one gig internet for $49.99 a month for a year. Limited availability in select areas. Call 1-877-ONLY-ATT. Download Max typically 940 megabits per second. Speeds not guaranteed and vary. $10 per month equipment fee applies. Compatible device and online account registration required for HBO Max access. New residential AT&T Fiber customers only. Other charges and restrictions apply. Visit att.com slash att Fiber for details. New to Medicare? Start now. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, MyHealthPolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent. MyHealthPolicy.com. 
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.